Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I am Mike. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are smoking a Rocky Patel Super Ligero. That's how I would say it. All right. There's a couple other ways I was thinking of, but this was the one that sounded most appropriate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. This is very dark, and it had a little tang on the tip when I licked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. What are you pairing your cigar with? (laughs) I was just going to ask you that. I am pairing mine with a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Do you actually like Voodoo Ranger? Yeah, and I will fight you if you don't. I was going to say, I'll get to it once I'm I'm done uh, lighting, I will fight you. So years ago, when I was in college, and I was bowling at a very small bowling alley. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even think we're a minute in, Mike, and you're mentioning bowling right off the bat. I am. I am right off the bat. <laughs> uh, the bowling alley was a beer bowling alley, and he would allow you to bring liquor in, but he couldn't sell because uh, okay. it was a small wood house. They had a really great bar. Anyway, uh, but he always had what he called the cheap keg. Uh, so the local beer distributor, he would just get whatever the cheapest keg was that was basically out of date. Okay. And uh, he would charge like $5 for a pitcher at any time of day for whatever the cheap keg was. Yep. And then I think like Bud Light and stuff like that was like seven fifty or whatever, six bucks, whatever it was. So, of course, I was always drank the cheap, the cheap keg beer. Yes. And Voodoo Ranger was the cheap keg beer for a year because okay. it has that like extremely green flavor. Yeah. It gets so hoppy. And uh, I drank a ton of it. Uh, a ton of it that year because <laughs> it was five dollars a pitcher. Yep. And I'm like, well, well and, I can't uh, go wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on which one you get. So the the Imperial IPA, is, I think it's like eight or nine percent. Yeah, nine percent by volume. So you're not you're not drinking a pitcher of that probably, but maybe. But they've got a whole slew. I mean, there's like a whole line of of their beer. So they've got you know like the Hazy Ranger, the Juicy Ranger. I don't know. They've got all these Rangers out there now. Right. This is like the original OG, like 15 yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Like they I still a lot smoking in bars, but but uh, you know I get it from time to time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. Yeah, since they still love smoking uh, at the, the time. Season it is that I'd. Treat myself a little bit to a higher percentage beer for this episode. Absolutely. So I do have a, a quick uh, cigar note or two. Uh, I like the first few puffs. My uh, wrapper, my label is fairly loose and is is sliding like back and forth. So I'm just going to pull that off. But okay, always, mine not is not loose. loose but yeah, mine's was, not loose. Um, I actually really like this wrapper. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you were saying you really like this wrapper, like the, the graphic design of it? Yeah, it looks like 1996. Like, I really yeah. like the turquoise, and yeah, it's very nice looking. Yes, uh, there will be a picture um, on our episode description, so. Very dark cigar so far, like yes. incredibly dark. Uh, and I think Mike and I both have an update from last from last episode. Uh, I haven't been able to stop orgasming ever since, since uh, downloading the uh, Kegel app for my phone. <laughs> and it's just continuous, um, you know, I think I'm done. And then it's like, oh, no, here I go again. So I think Mike and I are both a little dehydrated. But anyway. it's incredible. Incredible. I am pairing this, by the way, with uh, Bruegel Double Reserve uh, Dominican Whiskey. Oh, how's that? Uh, it's very good. I like it. Very strong. Uh, it's a little sweet. You could confuse it for a dark rum. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's got a little spice to it. 
Uh, but it's very good. It's uh, not like bourbon. Okay. Well, it sounds right up my alley. But it is very good all the same. Yeah, it's a little spicy. Like I say, you could conf- you could confuse it for a rum. Yeah. Well, it's so. kind of the, we're getting into that season now where all of your booze and alcohol things should ha- should ha- not should have, but uh, will typically have a little bit more spice in them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a theme. Yeah. For sure. Speaking I know of that, uh, themes, what are we talking about, Mike? So, Nate, I don't want you to get mad. <laughs> I'm already, I already know it's not what I thought it was going to be when you were like, I've got a topic. I, I, I didn't want to lie directly <laughs> to you, but I wanted to not talk about it because I was like, this is gets a bait and switch, and I didn't want you to be prepared for it overly because I didn't want you to tell me that we couldn't do it as an episode topic. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, let's get our disclaimers out quick then. Uh, we're not uh, medical professionals. <laughs> we are, well, no, we are adults, and we're having okay. an adult conversation about adult things. And uh, Nate and I might not agree about no, the content I'm worried about it. of with the adult our process. discussion, and I think that many of our listeners might not agree uh, about it. Which one it. do you think they're not going to agree with? <laughs> If we're at odds, which which side are our listeners taking? Let us know on our Facebook page. Yeah, let us know on our Facebook page. But I think that it, they might not even agree with their own spouses about this issue because it's very emotional. And some people are more directly invested than others. Is it household? Uh, yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to talk about, and this is not off the radar because you know I've talked about it. Okay. Uh, as background... Last week, a letter that was written by Osama bin Laden became extremely popular online. It exploded. And I sent it to you, Nate. I don't yeah. think you read it, though. Uh, Why would you think I didn't? I read it. I didn't read the whole thing because the paragraphs had numbers, but I kind of skimmed it. The paragraphs have numbers because it was written by Osama bin Laden. He's a crazy person. And yeah. uh, it, it reads like uh, like a, a, out of the Bible, you know, where it's got like the numbers and letters and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The book of bin Laden. The book of bin Laden. So anyway, this letter popped up again after 20 years, and it made a lot of fire. And I wouldn't have covered it, but did people it are getting... Circulate, did it circulate 20 years ago, Mike? Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have the internet that we have today 20 years ago. It did circulate 20 years ago, so that's part of it. We'll talk about that as we get in, because um, okay. I have read this letter before. Uh, I read it as part of a class, an organized class in college during the events of the uh, Afghan and Iraq wars, right? So I have a little bit more, I guess this is not the first time that I'm read, I am read it and I'm not surprised yeah, by anything. Yeah, so you know? it says that uh, the Guardian has removed the document. That is the only, that made me so But now irate. I found it on, uh, I don't know what dni.gov is, but they've got the full PDF here. Yes. Uh, well, and no, I have I mean, it this is on... only four pages, so I don't know if that's the full document or not. Uh, it's only about four pages. Uh, oh, okay. For like real pages? Yeah, about four real pages. Okay. Yeah, this one, and this one doesn't have all the numbers and letters on the paragraphs. It just has the paragraphs. I think whatever link you sent me in the first place must have put those on there so you could talk about different sections. Uh, no, it hasn't on there because I sent you an archive, uh, a Google oh, archive of yeah. the page. Yeah. So it had been broken down because it had okay. it got taken off last week, and I wouldn't have covered it, but 
it got taken down. Like the Guardian took down a 20 year old article about yeah. something because it became popular again and people started to question the narrative. Yeah. And that's not acceptable right now at all. And it's like this sort of topic is something that has to be talked about in hushed tones uh, behind closed doors, right? Like so, it's so not what, acceptable. what better platform than our podcast? Than our podcast, right. Yes. And it, uh, it offends me that The Guardian thought it was acceptable to take this down when it's clearly a level one source, primary source document of one of the most important uh, figures of the 21st century, right? Like Osama bin Laden, like it or not, is one of the most important figures of the late 20th and early 21st century, right? Yeah, it's kind yeah, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if important, but like it's certainly infamous, you know, I mean, in the same sense, that uh, I don't know that you would really say Hitler is one of the most important um, figures. Yes. Yes, I would. All right. But, like, yes, I well, would. Fine. I'm just, I'm saying just the, the, the evil guy is, I mean, yeah, yeah, Stalin yeah. is important, right? He's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that you makes, sense. Just, I, you know, I just wanted to clarify that we're not. Uh, no, we're I am not pro we're not, bad guy. We're not pro bad people. <laughs> no, I am absolutely not pro bad people. But so, that doesn't, that doesn't take anything away from these people's importance and, and the, the devastating effects that they set in motion, I guess. Right. It's kind of like the meme that was going around a couple of years ago of uh, Hulk Hogan body slamming the giant Andre, the giant, but then they erased yeah. uh, Hulk Hogan out of it because he had been removed from the hall of fame because <laughs> he's, you know, a naughty you know, boy or whatever. I so guess. you have to, it's historical context, right? And this is a primary document that is within our adult lifetime. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's Orwellian. And then the real kicker, the thing that really set me off was that somebody in England published, published a paper Asking for uh, 1984 to be censored because it is sexist. It doesn't have enough female characters in it. Yep. And I don't know if you heard that in the scuttlebutt or not. No, but they're always trying to ban 1984 and Fahrenheit 451, and they're you know they're always Animal trying Farm. to ban yeah. all of these books. Um, and if you want to ban 1984 because there's not enough women in it, go and watch the Marvels by yourself because nobody else is going. Right. So anyway, I figured that we would read the letter because yeah. there's a lot of TikToks. And here's the part. All the TikToks and tweets and everything are all being censored and taken down. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to find it. But at the same time, no. uh, it's important to talk about what's in it. And I'm going to agree with a significant portion of what's in it. I'm also going to, like, vehemently want to start a 20-year-long war with the other parts, right? Like there's a mixture of things and the nuance of understanding that maybe some of the things that this crazy guy said have some legitimacy to them just as much as like some of them are like Timothy McVeigh level psychotic, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's not all, a, 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 it's not all bad, right? It's not all good for sure. Yeah, and that's I why don't, they're I don't know that you it. can be a crazy person without having peeled back at least the outer layer of the onion, you know, and having at least some truth in there. Right. So well, I don't I don't know what the Scientologists have over other people and that get them to sign up, you know, but you can't you can't be the leader of a large terrorist group if you're and not, not have speaking. some convincing arguments. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's so I I read this and we discussed it for like a week in one of my political science classes in college. 
Okay. And uh, it was because there's a mixture of good and bad points, right? And the whole idea was like, can America actually address and uh, fix the things that they can and eliminate a lot of the terrorist problem, right? Yeah. Is that possible? And yeah, it is, right? Like, So let's, uh, before, because you're going you're gonna to read this thing? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to like alternate paragraphs or something? Uh, no, I'll read it. it. I'll read it all. I'll read it all and I'll read it like a paragraph or two and we can yeah, discuss yeah. what's in it. And then okay. I'll read a paragraph or two. Are you, are you going to read it in your best Osama bin Laden? No, I am not going to do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's let's get a little let's let's pull back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Twenty years ago, or whenever this came out, was this uh, before nine eleven or after nine eleven? A year after is what I got. Yep, a year after. Okay. So, but we. So, do we know when it was written? Because it was released a year after. It was released in November of two thousand two. So I'm going to guess probably between nine eleven and then. Okay. So it's so it's not like this was. It's not like this was a letter that was sent out to the American people, even though it's addressed to the American people, to say, look, if you don't make some serious changes, 9-11 is going to happen or something. No, this was after the fact. This was like after the fact. So I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure so that we kind of understood where this is coming from so we can already kind of take it as the thing has happened, the bad thing. Right. And for those who don't know, Osama bin Laden and the United States government have had ties for like 20 years before this point. He's like a super wealthy Arab guy that was fighting the good fight on the side of the United States before, you know, the Al-Qaeda days. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Anybody who's interested in the backstory should look it up because he's like buddies with George Bush, right? That kind of level of power and influence on the global stage. Yeah. 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 Who is, of course, a psycho. So we're going to- Bush or Bin Laden. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So uh, we're going to start. And like I say- People get so many people got so upset that uh, 20 year olds who had never heard of this because they weren't even alive yet, yeah, had never read this and they were shocked that they had been lied to about certain things politically that the United States does. So, we're gonna go through it and we'll discuss like adults and we may disagree. Okay, so let's uh, yeah, let's let's go through it. Let's remember myself included and our listeners to keep an open mind and civilly discuss this and and like mike said it's it's been on the news even though they they've taken down a lot of the copies of this on the internet and like he said they're banning it from tiktok and other things the news Um, is just barking it's like people are frothing at the mouth barking it's like this is not that big of a which is this is not that big of a deal you know like we said it a couple episodes ago about the anthony fauci book nobody's taking that down or, or demanding censorship of that and right. so, you know, it's strange, you know, it's not strange that they're doing it for this, but, you know, there's reasons, I guess, for mm-hmm. both. So anyway, enough stalling. Let's get into this thing. All right. So it opens in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. And this is like the start of the tone, right? Like it's psychobabble, some of it. Yeah. And that's like, you know, religious zealot. There's yeah. a quote from the Quran. It's uh, permission to fight against disbelievers is given to those believers who are fought against because they have been wronged and surely Allah is able to give them believers victory. A second quote from the Quran, those who believe fight in the cause of Allah and those who disbelieve fight in the cause of Togut, which is anything other than Allah. So fight you against the friends of Satan. Ever feeble is indeed the plot of Satan. So he leads off with two religious quotes that are violent. 
right? Yes. Not a good start, right? Well, it is if you want to make Osama bin Laden seem like a complete psycho, which he kind of is. Yeah. Okay. Or if you want to rabble rouse those that are already following you. Mm-hmm. Right. Which he was at the time. Some American writers have published articles under the title, On What Basis Are We Fighting? These articles have generated a number of responses, some of which adhered to the truth and were based on Islamic law, and others which have not. Here we wanted to outline the truth as an explanation and warning, hoping for Allah's reward, seeking success and support from him. While seeking Allah's help, we form a reply based on two questions directed at the Americans. Question one, why are we fighting and opposing you? Question two, what are we calling you to and what do we want from you? And these are the two important factors, right? Yes. The part that they want to censor is question one. Why are we fighting and opposing you? The part that they want everybody to focus on is the second part, which is what they're calling us to do, which is crazy. We'll get there. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Get my cigar relit. Oh, no. You've been talking too much, Mike. I know, right? <laughs> As for the first question... Why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple. One, because you attacked us and continue to attack us, right? So under one, there's the A. You attacked us in Palestine. Subsection I, Palestine, which has sunk under military occupation for more than 80 years, now would be over 100 years. The British handed over Palestine with your help and your support to the Jews. We have occupied it for more than 50 years, now more than 70, years overflowing with oppression, tyranny, crimes, killing, expulsion, destruction, and devastation. The creation and continuation of Israel is one of the greatest crimes, and you are the leaders of its criminals. And of course, there's no need to explain and prove the degree of American support for Israel. The creation of Israel is a crime which must be erased. Each and every person whose hands have become polluted in the contribution towards this crime must pay its price and pay for it heavily. So, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I guess I can't really disagree about Americans attacking people. It's very difficult to not agree that he makes, he has a valid point that what's going yeah. on in Palestine from the perspective of the Palestinians is not good at all, right? Like yeah, that. and... I don't, I mean, and this kind of gets into some of that stuff that is currently going on with Hamas and Israel and Gaza and stuff, because a lot of people don't like the whole Israel thing. Right. And I don't, I mean, I, this is a, people, people sometimes ask me what my feelings on that are, and I don't really have any feelings on that because I haven't done the research to figure out if the creation I've done... of Israel or anything like that was a good idea, a bad idea. I, the Middle East is just, at least from what I understand, which might be incorrect, is just kind of like a hotbed of hate and uh, angry people that want to fight the other angry person who's angry over the same thing. So just on different sides. Right. And I've done a lot of research on it. And I don't think it's relevant to think about whether or not anything should or should not have happened. Israel exists. They're a very close ally yeah. of the United States. They're a first world nation. They have a very good economy, right? All this stuff. The problem I have is that they are not behaving in a way that a highly developed economy does towards its own citizens because they do not have equal rights for every person in that country. And that's the root cause of the issue, yeah. right? Like they are not an egalitarian modern society the way that they should be if they want peace internally. Yeah. Uh, and that's just unfortunate. And that's the way it is, you know? Uh, 
So it's hard to argue that what's going on in Palestine is good, especially from the perspective of the Palestinians. Yeah. Well, and so he's going on about, well, he's, he's starting in on, right? Like, so it sounds like he yeah. doesn't like Jewish people. Uh, well, it'll get worse. He's an anti-Semite yeah. psycho person, right? Like it's yeah. not well, a and- criticism of the actions of the Israeli government. It's like a conspiracy theory level hatred for Jewish yeah. people, which is he's an insane terrorist. So, of course, he's going to have like. Yeah, but now let's let's I just with some of the stuff that I've seen online anyway, with the modern issue, the modern diversion by the political overlords that have tried to suck us into the uh, Ukraine-Russia war first, and that kind of lost traction. So they decided, well, let's do the Israel-Gaza thing. Yes. And some of the some of the stuff coming out about that is pretty intense and hateful. Uh, and very anti-Semitic as well. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's by people here in America. So saying that bin Laden is a crazy anti-Semite might not actually be that far from the truth of what a lot of, I guess, Americans are, at least vocal Americans are, which is, you know. It appears to me right now that at least on the Israel-Palestine conflict, the loudest voices are people who are rabidly hateful towards the other side. Yeah. And it's like clearly genocidal and racist uh, on both sides. Yeah, uh, it's psychotic. Like it reminds me of the like memoirs of the settlers of the United States talking about Native Americans, mm-hmm. right? And like Geronimo and like the crazy war talk of that era of war chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like this is there's no way that this is going to go well if you don't get peace now and change your society. It's just going to be ugly. And we have a great example in what happened in America. Like clearly it wasn't very good for the people involved. No. So, okay. Subsection two. It brings us a a paragraph (laughs) a of subsection one. Yeah. 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 Revelations 3.0. It's very well organized. I'll give him that. It brings us both laughter and tears to see you have not yet tired of repeating your fabricated lies that the Jews have historical right to Palestine, as it was promised to them in the Torah. Anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is accused of anti-Semitism. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated fabrications in history. The people of Palestine are pure Arabs and original Semites. It is the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses, peace be upon him, and the inheritors of the real Torah that is not changed. Muslims believe in all of the prophets, including Abraham, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon them all. If the followers of Moses have been promised a right to Palestine in the Torah, then the Muslims are the most worthy nation of this. When the Muslims conquered Palestine and drove out the Romans, Palestine and Jerusalem returned to Islam, the religion of all prophets, peace be upon them. Therefore, the call to historical right to Palestine cannot be raised against the Islamic Ummah that believes in all the prophets of Allah, peace and blessings be upon them. And we make no distinction between them. So he followed up like a decent point with like some religious nonsense that... Yeah, like a I shouldn't say religious service. nonsense. Well, it is though. I mean, it, it's... From my perspective, it is. <laughs> well, from my perspective, it is too. It's so different than going to a Catholic service or a Lutheran service or a Baptist service or... You know, any of those evangelizing religions that are 100% 
convinced that they are the only right and true religion. Therefore, their prophets are the only right and true prophets. And anything God ever said that anybody ever bothered to write down only applies to their people because they're the true religion, you know? Right. And it doesn't matter. Like the 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 Mormons say the same thing. They're they're you know Joseph Smith is the true prophet. He's the second coming of Christ or whatever. Uh, his magic hat is is infallible, and anybody else can go to hell basically. And you know, so he's not so much like walking the fine line of making points and and tying in some religious background. He's kind of like bouncing back and forth the line of sanity. Yeah. That that's For, I would agree with that. first two paragraphs. <laughs> the whole thing is like this where it's like one thing is a prescient like point and the other thing is like this religious mumbo jumbo that is not going to convince yeah. me just of in a case lot. you forgot I was evil and off my rocker. Here's here's the mm-hmm. next paragraph. Yeah, he's like that. Th- he is really is like a super villain. Like we're gonna read yeah. through. He sounds like a super villain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's keep <laughs> well, let's keep at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Subsection three of a the blood pouring out of Palestine must be equally revenged. You must know that the Palestinians do not cry alone. Their women are not widowed alone. Their sons are not orphaned alone. Good super villain talk. Yeah, All I right. mean, the, the, uh, if he got rid of the first part, talking about <laughs> repaying the bloodshed. Like it's a it's a very valid point that nobody's widowed alone and nobody's orphaned alone, you know. But it is true. Like, but that's, he that's again. Not, but but yeah, you, you're tying it in with all this. He's not Abraham Lincoln, is he? Right? No, <laughs> like, no, no. A house divided <laughs> cannot stand. This is right, like uh, if my streets don't run with your blood, like your streets ran with my blood, uh, then things will not be right with the universe. Right. But we're the one true religion, so come uh, come join us. Yeah, so we're automatically the good guys can do no wrong. Like, that reminds me of the Bob Dylan song, God is on our side, right? Like, of course. <laughs> Everybody, God's always on your side, isn't it? But anyway, uh, so now we're on to B. We're off of okay. the subsections. You attacked us in Somalia. You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya. The Indian oppression against us in Kashmir and the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. C. Under your supervision, consent, and orders, the governments of our countries, which act as your agents, attacked us on a daily basis. Subsection I. These governments prevent our people from establishing Islamic Sharia using violence and lies to do so. Now, he's talking about how the United States assisted in invasions of Islamic territories. Yeah. But then he says you prevented us from establishing Sharia, which I kind of support. Like, I'm not... I, I'm not a, I don't support ethno states or religious based governments. So, yeah. So, yeah. are you saying you support Sharia law or you don't support Sharia law? Yeah. I'm, I'm firmly against uh, any sort of legal system that is not based on uh, non religious practices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, part of that, it could have been written by, you know, Thomas Jefferson, let's say or George Washington, or Ben Franklin, right? Like, part of that could have almost been written by one of the founding fathers or one of the the early American patriots saying to England, like, you and your agents have not allowed us to do this and that and the other thing. But again, here he's taking it to, like you said, super villain, you know, I'm the underminer kind of levels. Yeah. So it's, again, it's not all good, and it's definitely not all bad, right? I cannot agree with half of that statement. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we can't refute some of that statement. Let's say, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so subsection I, or, uh, I, I, these governments give us a taste of humiliation and places us in a large prison of fear and subdual. These governments steal our Uma's wealth and sell them to you at a paltry price. These governments have surrendered to the Jews and handed them most of Palestine, acknowledging the existence of their state over the dismembered limbs of their own people. Okay, so he's talking oh, here about again. oil here, right? He's talking about oil. Yeah. The dictators that they installed in the Middle East all through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. And then he has to go against the Jews again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to laugh at that, but I don't know how else to say it. It's like... Well, there's no... I mean, there's no other way to good say point, it. Good I point. Good point. Bad point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's certainly... I, I don't I don't know if this is going to be wrong, but like Mike said at the beginning, we're all adults. If you have a problem with what I'm about to say, uh, take it up with Mike, uh, because I simply won't listen. I'm just kidding. But, you know, there's certainly a fair number of Jewish people that are in positions of power in certain areas in the world. Is that is that true or not true, Mike? It is true. So, but that doesn't nece- that doesn't necessarily mean that they're evil spirited. That doesn't mean that that every single Jew is in charge of every you know of everything. Like you have a, a Jewish friend, they're not necessarily the top one percent making life and death decisions about Osama bin Laden's cohorts in Afghanistan. Well, you know? the issue so, is that there's like that crazy conspiracy that there's like. It's like the crazy international Jewish conspiracy theory where they're like ruling the world, right? Which is utter nonsense. Well, and then yeah, they point I mean, to like that's what I'm saying ahead. is that there's enough credibility to an extent to say that yes, there are, are incredibly powerful Jewish people. Sure, the there's same, incredibly the powerful same, people of any religious background. I, that's, that's, that's my next yeah. point is, but then in the next breath, you also have to say, well, there's super powerful Catholic people, there's super powerful Protestant people, there's you know, so. It's just, it's very much to be sig, sig, or, uh, picking one religion that he hates the most of all other religions. Yes. And kind of, you know, making them the scapegoat. And I mean, that kind of already happened in the, in the 40s, 30s and 40s, man. It's, so. it's, it reminds me a lot of like the anti-Catholic talk with the Supreme Court because there's a lot, there's Catholics have controlled the Supreme Court for a while. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not a fucking Catholic conspiracy theory, dude. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and maybe it is, but not that I'm aware of. Well, maybe it is, but I, that's, the president has to uh, submit people for nomination, right? Yeah, and there's only been two Catholic and, and, presidents, so yeah. there we go. So it's you know. Anyway, uh, let's. I think I'm just now over a little bit over halfway with this cigar. I'm around there. Yeah. Um. I don't want to take a. I don't want to take too much of a break from the crazy talk. Well, half crazy, half kind of saying things people should already know, I suppose. Uh, this is very, very dark. Very dark, very spicy, very good. Uh, and, and the cigar is good as well, Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the letter. No, I'm just kidding. I know, uh, right? Yeah, the cigar. I like this cigar. This is a good cigar. It's sweet, uh, too. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got a very, very interesting and, and good flavor profile. I thought it would match well with the topic. That's why I picked it. Yeah, and <laughs> no, here I'm not I, lie. I, grabbed, I grabbed the high percentage beers because I thought we were doing a history of Thanksgiving. And it was kind of like, uh, uh, phone this one in, and Nate doesn't have to be, you know, worried about what he might spew forth out of his mouth. And now here we are, Mike. I'm drinking whiskey. So, uh, yeah, there we go, right? Yes, yes. So, okay. small Roman numerals three. 
is there nope. one of those? No, nope, we're on we, the next we are we C? went we read three, two, three, and four. We're now on small new small numeral five. <laughs> okay. Again, and so here we go. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us, and it is a necessary step to free the Uma to make the Sharia the supreme law and to regain Palestine, and our fight against these governments is not separate from our fight against you. So there's a mixed statement again. Like yeah. he wants, he's talking about Somalia and Chechnya and these other dictators. And he's got to bring up Palestine and Israel. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's Sharia law. And it's like, dude, it's a mixed bag. Like, yeah, I, I guess yeah. like geographically, it's a, a fairly small area, the Middle East. That's small by comparison to like continental United States, but it's a very yeah, large I mean, and diverse things, region. Most things are, but I mean, right. even Europe is small-ish geographically comparatively mm-hmm. to the United States. I mean, they Well, the have, professor... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, they've, they've got more neighboring countries than we do. We have two, right? We've got Canada and Mexico. So we only have two neighbors, and there's only a handful of states that even border those countries, so... It's it's a little different, and I'm not trying to say he's he's right. I'm just trying to understand or shed a little maybe insight on maybe why he's trying to lump all these things together because they, right. you know, everything borders everything uh, over there, Europe and Middle East, and to some extent, you know, the African countries as well. So it's just they see them more. I mean, we talk here in Minnesota, we talk more about like the Dakotas, Iowa, Wisconsin. And maybe Michigan if we're playing them in football or something. So right, well, uh, Montana is like 13 hours away from where I live or whatever. So it's a haul. Like it's a very long distance, hundreds yeah, yeah, of miles. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, let's carry on with the crazy uh, lump grabbing. Yes, you steal our wealth and oil at paltry prices because of you international. See, that's like a little error of you international influence should be your international influence and military threats. This theft is indeed the biggest theft ever witnessed by mankind in the history of the world. I don't know. The Second biggest true, now. But, that's okay. true. <laughs> your forces occupy our countries. You spread your military bases throughout them. You corrupt our lands and you besiege our sanct- uh, sanctities. To pr- all right. Agreed so far. To protect the security of Jews and to ensure the continuity of your pillage of our treasures. Now, again, <laughs> if he would have left out the anti-Semitic talk, I would have to agree 100%. And it's obviously tainted by like this hatred and vitriol and evil. That's what he was about, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I agree that the theft, what he calls the theft of oil, is like the biggest theft known to humanity. It's certainly uh, the one that impacts him the most, right? Right. Yes. Uh, you could you could say you could ask any Native American here in America, ask if you know the the colonies coming over didn't result in the greatest theft known to mankind. But you could also say that of uh, Genghis Khan or almost any African other slavery conquering of... conquering nation of anything. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's not the most important to him. But it's the most important to him, you know, it's it, but that's what it is. And it's interesting or funny, I guess, in like a dark haha kind of way that he thinks that all of this is done to keep Jews Jews in power power and and happy, you know? Yeah. It's not just to steal your oil to develop Western economies. Yeah. 
It's not just a steal the oil answer, to keep right. politicians rich over here. It has to be the Jews in particular. Right. It's it's wacko stuff. That's why he's a terrorist and not like a normal politician, right? Yeah, and he's not so, uh, not speaking on the TED stage, you know. Exactly. All right, F. You have starved the Muslims of Iraq, where children die every day. It is a wonder that more than one and a half million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions, and you did not show concern. Yet, when 3,000 of your people died, the entire world rises and has not yet sat down. And won't Hard for some to time. deny that. <laughs> right. G, the very next point. You have supported the Jews in their idea that <laughs> Jerusalem is their eternal capital and agreed to move your embassy there. With your help and under your protection, the Israelis are ocu- are planning to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque under the protection of your weapons. Sharon entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque to pollute it, uh, to pollute it as a preparation to capture and destroy it. So yet again, what is uh, here we go? So who entered the temple? Uh, Sharon was the former prime minister. Okay, so their religion is they don't want they don't they won't stand for a non-Muslim to be in their holy grounds, right? Yeah, but here's the deal: they took over the Hagia Sophia and turned it into a mosque, right? They put the Dome of the yeah. Rock on top of uh, the, I remember uh, that. the Third Jewish Dome Temple. Of the rock thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the Muslims have done this to Christians well, my, and Jews historically. Have you have you I not been paying attention? Uh, the Muslims are the one true religion, and all their prophets, peace be upon uh, uh, Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, come exactly. on. It already owned. It, they already owned it. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess according to well, that. God's on their side. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's get Toby Keith on as a guest, and he'll tell us how God was on our side. I know, right? Oh, my God, Toby Keith. Anyway, <laughs> num- number two. These tragedies and calamities are only a few examples of your oppression and aggression against us. It is a command. It is commanded by our religion and intellect that the oppressed have a right to return the aggression. Do not await anything from us from but jihad, resistance, and revenge. It is in any way rational to expect that after America has attacked us for more than half a century, that we will then leave her to live in security and peace. Why are you writing a letter then, bro? Ah, right. Uh, and again, like, it's hard. It's like, it's a legitimate point. You may then dispute that all the above does not justify aggression against civilians for crimes they did not commit and offenses for which they did not partake. A. I think I think we certainly can say that <laughs> retaliation against civilians is not, but... He's going, going to explain why that's not legitimate <laughs> in his eyes. Peace be on them. Yes. Which, yeah, anyway. This argument contradicts your continuous repetition that America is the land of freedom and its leaders in this world. Therefore, the American people are the ones who chose their government by way of their own free will, a choice which stems from their agreement to its policies. Thus, the American people have chosen, consented to, and affirmed their support for the Israeli oppression of the Palestinians, the occupation and usurpation of their land, and its continuous killing, torture, punishment, and expulsion of the Palestinians. The American people have the ability and choice to refuse the policies of the government and even do change it if they want. Uh, so I've got two thoughts on this one, Mike. One I'm of two is, minds on this as well. Well, I'm not necessarily of two minds. I've got two thoughts on it. One is he must have skipped the Electoral College Day in U.S. governmental proceedings for one. And two, on the other hand, this paragraph is exactly what our government told us, or kind of the the big American groupthink was at the time. I remember a lot of people saying, well, 
why shouldn't we firebomb all of uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and, and all these fucking places with these cave dwellers? And, and if they don't like what their government's doing, they can do what America did and they can overthrow the British Empire and, and become their own thing. And that's what that's yep. that was a lot of the talk going on at the time to get a lot of people rah rah, let's just carpet bomb everybody and call it good. And, right. you know, so in retrospect, I can see how both sides are wrong on that. Uh, yes. But, but at the time it was written, that was the exact same stuff that was being pumped out to the American masses. Yeah. Uh, number one, it shows his lack of understanding of the American political system. And yeah. number two, it kind of exposes our lack of understanding of our political system as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Well, and if you think about it, I've heard I've heard said that only a small percentage of Americans actually stood up to fight against Britain. So American politics has kind of always been the, the loudest minority voice speaking on behalf of the majority. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's what democracy is largely anyway. Yeah, yeah. So okay, B. The American people are the ones who pay the taxes which fund the planes that bomb us in Afghanistan. The tanks that strike and destroy our homes in Palestine, the armies which occupy our lands in the Arabian Gulf, and the fleets which ensure the blockade of Iraq. These tax dollars are given to Israel for it to continue to attack us and penetrate our lands. So the American people are the ones who fund the fund the attacks against us, and they are the ones who oversee the expenditure of these monies in the way they wish through their elected candidates. Ah, see, he had me until he said that therefore we control how these dollars are spent. But yes, we fund all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely fund all of it. Our tax dollars pay for it all. Yeah. And all uh, of these bills, though, are stuck into other things like uh, if you want to help poor needy children and also oh, bomb yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, pork and, uh, well, pork you and don't graft want, you, and yeah, everything. You don't, you don't, you don't, want to, you don't want to bomb Afghanistan. Think of the children because this is part of a childhood whatever, whatever bill, you know? Yeah, that's attached to the farm bill. Yeah. So, all right. C. Also, the American army is part of the American people. It is this very same people who are shamelessly helped, or, or sh who are shamelessly helping the Jews fight against us. There it is, the other shoe. There it is. You gotta, like I say, it, it's only so long before the crazy starts to come out, right? Yeah. And now, yeah. it's disturbing <laughs> to read because you really have to. You have to be very critical <laughs> and well, very critical. It's, it's it's even harder to read nowadays or read on a podcast nowadays. Because critical thinking has declined in our population yes. drastically. Right. It has. People want to pick a side and be on the good guy side. And the other people yeah. are bad guys. And of course, they cannot possibly And I don't ever know people even want to really be on the good guy side. They just want to be on the side that gives them less grief later on in life, you know? Oh, possibly, yeah. Uh, some, I mean, sometimes, I mean, look at uh, look at a lot of the, well, this uh, tweet from this director 27 years ago, that was clearly a joke then, is offensive nowadays, so we're going to fire them and blacklist them and all that stuff, but... Oh, yeah. You know. So, all right. I, I guess, like, I had the least amount of problem thus far, maybe, with that that short paragraph or sentence. We're, we're going to read a couple here, because there's <laughs> yeah. some truths mixed with like politics yeah, the american yeah. people are the ones who employ both their men and women in the american forces which attack us this is why the american people cannot be not innocent of all the crimes committed by the americans and jews against us 
<laughs> I was gonna wait for. I was like, "Don't you be oh, yes. shoes, man?" Oh, it's. Oh, but he does. He does. He. Uh, it's. There's only so much that can be said good about this, right? Yeah. Uh, Allah, the Almighty, legislated the permission and the option to take revenge. Thus, if we are attacked, then we have the right to attack back. Whoever has destroyed our villages and towns, then we have the right to destroy their villages and towns. Whoever has stolen our wealth, then we have the right to destroy their economy. And whoever has killed our civilians, then we have the right to kill theirs. The American government and press still refuses to answer the questions. Why did they attack us in New York and Washington? If Sharon is a man of peace in the eyes of Bush, then we are also men of peace. America does not understand the language of manners and principles, so we are addressing it using the language it understands. All right, so question is two. This, is this like Ayn Rand back from the dead? I know, right? It's very pedantic, and it's yeah. it, it will eventually turn into to just an anti-Semitic tirade at the end. Yeah, yeah. So. How, how much more do we have, Mike? Because I'm kind of looking at my cigar going, if we want to talk about this, maybe I should just let you read. Uh, you know, we don't have to read it all. We're getting a okay. good picture of the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- that's the important part is that this is not necessarily about the content of the letter, which I think everybody should read on their own. It's more about why is this being censored? Why, you know, this is an important document to understand the enemies that we're facing these days and the root cause of the problem. And we are partially, our government at least, is partially responsible for the bad things happening. And our government could correct those actions, and then a lot of the support would fall away. Because certainly not every person that's involved in these movements is like a rabid anti-Semite. Some of them are surely there because of the other factors that he's talking about, right? So even if you can diminish their forces by 50%, it would be more manageable, right? Yeah, I and, think I think and I don't know. I mean, if if we want to get into just kind of like overall thoughts, I guess. I mean, maybe this is kind of the the problem that we've talked about multiple times on the show where people can't just communicate with one another of differing uh, opinions and viewpoints. And uh, on the other hand, like if if the United States addressed some of these issues, it would definitely mean a loss of revenue for the top 1% of Americans. You know, and the politicians. Oh yes, less less things to funnel the the war fund into and and whatnot. Um, but I remember growing up and in high school, my parents had a copy of Mein Kampf on in their in their library. Yes, not not not, and I don't know. I mean, I never asked my dad. You know, but my grandpa fought in World War II against the Nazis, so I don't think it was because they were sympathetic of Hitler. But Mein Kampf back in their era was like required reading. You know. Much like I read Mein Kampf as part of a course in school, yeah. Because and, and, in and, and, understanding and, like the root causes of the bizarre hatred that was the root of the Second World War was important. Yeah, and it's all art school. Like they didn't like them, and look what happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that the professor that I had uh, that I took this class uh, with was a Muslim from Oman. And he hated Osama bin Laden. Like, he was a rabid anti-terrorist, anti-Al-Qaeda guy. And he was Muslim. And he had daughters and a wife and all this stuff, right? And he was like, they're oppressive to women. And he was like, hated them, for sure, (laughs) for political reasons. Well, yeah. Right. And he wasn't anti-Israel or anything like that. But he also was critical of the apartheid state uh, that exists there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's a nuance that is just not 
you nobody have to talk the, about it quietly. Wants to you know? Delve into this stuff, not anymore. Anyway, you know, which is weird because you would think, and you read this letter for a class, right, Mike? Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't it's think part of a political science anymore, class, probably. Probably not. You know. But, so, but that's kind of the thing is you want to understand. Mm-hmm. Not not to say that understanding is empathy by any stretch, but there are certainly points made in this letter. Which well, I didn't hold on a second, word Nate. for word. Yeah. No, you can continue on, but I need to read some of it because he's about to go off the rails into crazy train town. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Like I was just gonna say, I skimmed it and and I read some, and some of the stuff I read, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And some of the stuff I read was like, oh, oh boy. But it goes uh, off so, the rails. So go on. Let's get there. All right. So cute. Question two is for the second question of what uh, of what we want to answer. What are we calling you to? And what do we want from you? AKA, what is what does he want from the American people? Holocaust 2.0. <sighs> Pretty much. Number one, the first thing we're calling you to do, uh, calling you to is Islam. The religion of the unification of God, of freedom, association, partners with him, and rejection of this, blah, 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 blah. So he wants uh, America to declare full Islam. Conversion. Yeah. yeah, he wants full conversion. I'm going to skip it because it's all crazy talk. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's all, it's like, well, and, oh and yeah, part it one is the is religion they... of unification of God, sincerity, the yeah. best of manners, righteousness. Like, yeah, we're, no, we're not going to become a Muslim country. That's ridiculous. Well, and, and you said at the top that the first part was what they wanted censored, and the second part they'd be more than happy for anyone to read because it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. It is the religion whose book, the Quran will remain preserved and unchanged after the other divine books and messages have been changed. The Quran talks about, you know, he's talking about judgment day. Yeah. Oh, the second thing we call is to stop your oppression, lies, immorality, and debauchery that is spread among you. We call you to be people of manners, principles, honor, and purity to reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with interest. We call you to all of this. Can we be freed from that which you have become caught up in? Can we be freed from the deception of lies uh, that you are a great nation, that your leaders spread amongst you to conceal from you the despicable state of which you have reached? Says right? the man whose butt heard about oil. Right. We're, we're going to, he wants us to ban <laughs> all the freedoms of the world, basically. Uh, yeah. So what if we like fucking? Come yeah, on. Yeah. It's bizarre. Well, like I say, he goes off the rails into crazy town. We cannot skip this part because I do not want to sound like a sympathizer at all. Uh, no, for sure. He's a crazy man. Uh, yeah. yeah. It is saddening to tell you that you are the worst civilization witnessed by the history of mankind. You are the nation who, rather than ruling by the Sharia of Allah and its constitution and laws, chose to invent your own laws as you will and desire. You, you separate religion from your policies, <laughs> contradicting the pure nature which affirms absolute authority of the Lord, your creator. You flee from the embarrassing questions posed to you. How is it possible for Allah, the Almighty, to create his creation, grant the power uh, over all the creatures of the land, grant them all the amenities of life, and then deny them that which they are most in need, knowledge of the laws which govern their lives. You are the nation that permits Sharia. usury. Sharia. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to ban usury, which is collecting taxes or collecting I, I, I'm uh, in, for that. interest. And then it was oh, an, yeah. some anti-Semitic stuff about, you know, Jews collecting usury. Uh, yeah. You are the nation that permits the production, trading, and usage of intoxicants. You also permit drugs and only forbid the trade of them, even though your nation is the largest consumer of them. You are a nation that permits acts of immorality, and you consider them to be pillars of personal freedom. You have continued to sink down this abyss from level to level until incest has spread amongst you, in the face of which neither your sense of honor nor your laws object. 
Who Did forget you take a field trip to Alabama one one year? Or... <laughs> and then he talks about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky in the White House. Yeah, I did. I read that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're a nation that permits gambling in all forms. The companies practice this as well, resulting in the investment becoming active and the criminals becoming rich. I mean, Which there's some truth forms. to that. Not all forms. Not I mean, all Michael forms. Michael Vick got busted for dogfighting. Yeah, right. Yeah, you are a nation that exploits women like consumer products or advertising tools, calling upon customers to purchase them. Use women to serve passengers, visitors, and strangers to increase your profit margins. You then rant that your support are the limer- is the liberation of women. This is coming from the area where there's still an active slave trade. Sh- Sharia law. <laughs> hey, again, it's all yeah. – uh, you are the nation that practices the trade of sex in all forms. Directly and indirectly, giant corporations and establishments are established on this. Under the names of art, entertainment, tourism, and freedom, and other deceptive names you attribute to it. And because of this, you have been described in history as a nation that spreads disease, uh, diseases that are unknown to man in the past. Go ahead and boast to the nations of man that you brought them AIDS as a satanic American invention. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I guess, like, on one hand, you know, with the freedoms and things, certainly there are art or uh, artworks, be it film or music or paintings or photography or whatever, that I think are pretty fucking gross. You know, like... I'm all for uh, personal freedom, even if it offends I, it, other people. So Look, I'm, I'm all for it as well. I'm just saying that with some of his things, like if you're watching, uh, I don't know, let's say Leon the Professional, right? Young Natalie Portman. And she's trying to make a pass at this older man, Leon. And that's a really awkward scene. Yes, it is. But it but, is. It's, but it's but the movie's not really saying that that's what is acceptable and what should be right. But it is also kind of making a point about American media and talk about well, this is what a grown up would do. So if you want to act grown up at age, I don't know, twelve or ten or whatever she was in the film, that th- I could see why sh- why that character would think that. You know what I mean? But I, I can understand that there are things that art, movies, films, media that you would not play in Sunday school, right? Yes. So he's not, but uh, like everything else, you know, it's, it's, he's not really walking the fine line between heretic and, uh, you know, like prophet. He is just hop skipping across that line. You know, yes, there are some really fucked up art in the world, not just from America art, but then to say that we're the ones that are less free because of it or something, or, you know, it's just, well, and this, I'll follow this up. Cause he went on this tirade basically yeah. saying that we're evil because we have freedoms, which is what the government told us at the time. Right. He, they're not, they were yeah. lying about the scope of the government involvement. They were not lying that Osama bin Laden wanted to end it American freedom. Yeah. But they didn't want to tell you this part, right? You have destroyed nature with your industrial waste and gases more than any other nation in history. Despite this, you refuse to sign the Kyoto Agreements so that you can secure the profit of your greedy companies and industries. Your law is the law of the rich and wealthy people who hold sway in their political parties and fund their election campaigns with gifts. Behind them stand the Jews who control your policies and media and economy. There it is. So there it is, right? So he had caught out. Industrial waste right after trying to bring us into Islam and right before some anti-Semitism. Yeah. Even though if he would have left out the anti-Semitism, our government is run by the rich people and it is corrupt, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're also the first country to where we invented national parks. Not that that undoes everything we've done, 
but a lot of other countries now have set aside national or, or you know state preserves and things. Our national park system is one of the best things our government ever did. That was TR yeah. back in the day, man. Like, yeah, and we and John Muir, yeah. we we watched a whole documentary series on it. It was fantastic and fascinating. Uh, it doesn't undo everything we've done for sure, but there's a lot of other countries that don't have any of that stuff and don't have any protections put in place. And you know, we're being criticized for destroying our natural habitat by a man who's butthurt about losing oil profits. So, yes, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Hello, pot or kettle, I'm calling you black, I guess. Right. So right after the crazy anti-Semitism, he calls out America for slaughtering children in all their wars, for dropping the bomb on Japan, right? Uh, yeah. He calls us uh, calls out our hypocrisy in dealing with other countries, all right? Uh, <laughs> he calls us out as being racist and how uh, democracy and freedom is mostly for white people internally in the United States, yeah, but he hates uh, Jews. But, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> exactly. He ta- he calls out uh, the overthrow of Algeria. I, I, he's bringing up good points, but then he mixes it but, in yeah, with like this yeah. crazy well, anti you know, Semitic talk and then some more crazy like Sharia law talk, right? Yeah. Yep. He talks about weapons of mass destruction and how the U.S. has a monopoly on them and uh, how we abuse the U.N. system. <laughs> Of course, he also has uh, – Israel has for more than 50 years been pushing UN resolutions and rules against the wall with the full support of America, which is true. That's not anti-Semitic, yeah, yeah. but then he follows it up with some more anti-Semitism, yes. right? And then he talks about uh, how they supported the Mujahideen and all these people they killed in all these various countries. I'm skipping some of it because it's long. It You can read it for yourself, dear listener, if you wish. Uh it's kind of like the middle of Atlas Shrugged, right? You got to skip it. Yeah. Uh, talks about how we claim that we're a supporter of human rights, but then we support mass atrocities. And that's – he makes a point there, right? It's hard to say that it's not. Calls American government hypocrites. He says that America's without principles and, and manners. He's obsessed with manners for some reason. Somebody must have insulted him. Yeah, I mean, somebody who wants to systematically keep women oppressed and kill all the Jews is upset about manners because that makes mm-hmm. sense. I know, right? And then he calls us—he calls for the American government to stop supporting uh, India, Russia, uh, Manila, which is the Philippines, and uh, Israel, which those countries were all fighting against Islamic insurgents at the time. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can understand where it's coming from on some of this stuff because, like you said, a lot of it's true. We can't really argue that America's fairly hypocritical in a lot of things in a lot of areas and that they take our tax money and use it to fund wars because that's what makes the top 1% the wealthiest. Yes. But you also have to take into account his own kind of personal and his religious beliefs. And then understand that I think he's trying to play the victim card, and I don't know that he actually was being an oil baron. He is an elite, a global elite. Yeah, yeah. So Uh, born uh, into the purple. Sympathy kind of ends there, you know. (laughs) Right. You want to call us out? Okay. Okay. Right. Any calls for the United States also to stop supporting all these dictators, and he lists them off. And he asks for the United States to deal with them uh, on a mutual, mutually beneficial basis. But then, of course, he follows it up with some anti-Semitism. 
Yeah. Because he wants the U.S. government to help Al Qaeda kill Jews. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> which that is, is like, ultimate, that was his ultimate goal was to what to get to somehow force us to be an ally. Yeah, he wants us to become a nation of. Oh, he wants us to become a nation of Islam, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. his ultimate goal, which is psychotic, right? That's where yeah. all the crazy talk. Because now, now, by the way, it's like a full page of just like crazy Islamic yeah, nationalism and how we should become yeah. all become uh, Muslims to kill the Jews. Yeah. Which, yeah, I obviously. I do not support that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no. uh, I am a Unitarian. I am not interested in converting. Yeah, any uh, any kind of uh, <laughs> crusades or jihads, you can count me out of. Yes, and now we made it through the end because the last page is all like just a anti-Semitic diatribe, pro-Islamic yeah. uh, nonsense talk, and I'm more than yeah. comfortable calling it nonsense talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and like I say, the biggest issue isn't why would you want to ban people from reading that? Yeah, I think and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I am very firmly and strongly 100% against censorship in any way shape or form. Oh yes. This this is this is let's not confuse this though. I am not going to let my my daughter and my son watch R-rated movies tomorrow being 3 and and 5 months, you know. There's age appropriateness, but that's not the same as censoring. Right. No, it is um, not. So, you know, I, I think the censorship of anything, in my mind, when something's censored, then I, I try and seek it out so that I can consume it. That doesn't mean that I agree with what I'm consuming, uh, reading or watching or whatever. But I feel like that's one of the, what should be or should have been one of the biggest pinnacles of America is uh, you should be free of censorship. Yes. So and I mean, largely, I guess we kind of are because we can still find this letter, and we can still, we we can still, still find, find it. it. Yeah, they, they're they trying to difficult. make it more difficult. Yes, we are also computer literate, and I think a lot of this is to control access to like the normies. Yeah. Um. So my biggest argument against censorship in general is a gentleman named Daryl Davis. You probably don't know his name, but you know who he is. He is the African-American musician who has converted dozens of members of the KKK out of their lifestyle via social media. And uh, he has several sets of Klansman robes in his house. And it's kind of like his side project outside of being a professional working musician. Uh, Oh, yeah. I saw him online, you know, like the story about him befriending all these KKK people. Yeah. The best solution to like all this crazy, nonsensical, evil uh, belief is to have these people interact with the rest of the world and see that what they're saying is nonsense and evil and ridiculous. It's not yeah. to isolate them and let them live in an echo chamber in their like compound or whatever. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and and I think, and I, and I talked about this when we talked about The Case for Christ, the book. Yes. And that's, you know, written by people that I don't have any shared beliefs with. But I read it because I wanted to challenge myself, you know, if you're only reading things that support what you believe, that doesn't help strengthen your belief, really. You know, you have to read the other stuff, and you have to see if there are good points or valid points being made, because it causes you to reevaluate some of the stuff that you believe, and that's how you grow. You don't grow by reading the same stuff and reading stuff that only agrees with your worldview. You have to read that other that other stuff out there. 
to grow, you know, and, and you might find out that you're you're more committed to your belief set after reading something from the opposing side, or you might realize like, hey, we're actually not that different, you know? And I think if Osama bin Laden could take out all of the, the religious and, and Jew-hating stuff, then he, he makes some good points. But mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of elementary level points or middle school level points of, you know, the American people control where all their tax dollars go. I wish, <laughs> you know. I, well, the fact is, is that the American government does not want people discussing the level yeah. of culpability of American policy in creating the problem. They want us to focus on the clearly evil parts that we don't agree with, which we yeah. should focus on. Don't get me wrong. But I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to start a movement based on hating America for being a liberal democracy if we're not also supporting dictatorships in their countries, yeah. right? Like, I mean, you can you can start a movement that way, but you're not going to affect change that way, you know. I mean, well, you're gonna be like Timothy McVeigh, and he's a one-off yeah. guy. Like, that's who yeah. this is. He's not. Yeah, you're, you're not you're gonna, gonna change you're gonna, you're gonna do his a bad mind. Thing that everybody hates, and then yeah. any valid points you had are kind of out the window because you've got all this psycho babble uh, along with it. Right. It's rare that we get an evil that is like totally psychotic and has no good points. It has happened in the past. Uh, World War II leaders come to mind when it's like, I cannot think of a single thing that guy said. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, And that's where like I've read Mein Kampf. It's crazy talk, right? It's poorly written crazy talk by a guy who is largely not literate and a crazy person. So he upset at the world for his shake at things, but yeah, and he uh, did get know. a bad shake. He was hurt in World War One, and there's other factors that go into creating this monster that should be analyzed so that we can prevent it from happening to others, right? Yeah. Like preventative, uh, what is a uh, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as they say. Yeah, that's uh, why NFTs were a thing for a while because nobody wanted to say no. That's not art. Mm-hmm. So, uh anyway, hopefully. I, I still have cigar left. Do you? Uh, my fingers are burning. I've got a I've got a smidge left. Um, okay, well we can wrap it up. Uh, well, let's uh, let's do final thoughts on on this. If you have uh, more things you want to say, I don't mind hanging for a little bit extra while you finish yours. You've certainly done the same for me. Well, thank you. Episodes that I talk more. So I do have a, f- a couple final thoughts. Um, I have two things to say about the letter itself, which is uh, the parts that we can. Ag- at least acknowledge have truth in them are very dangerous and that's why it's being censored and it's disturbing to me that corporations news supposed news corporations like the guardian are willing to censor primary documents of very pivotal individuals in our history so that they can support corrupt government actions and i'm against it Yes. Also, I think it's important for people to read because you really do get to listen to this crazy anti-Jewish terrorist guy run his mouth about how he wants to create an Islamic state in America and go out and like commit genocide, which is yeah, and, and paint the horrible and evil. Blood of Jews. Yeah, I mean it's it's horrible and evil. Parts of it are definitely bad, and you should be exposed to both. Right? Like the world is not a perfect place. Uh, yeah. Not everybody is like a supervillain or a superhero and is like Superman where he's nothing bad to say about the guy. Right? Yeah. Um, and that nuance is important to understand to understand the world. Right? 
And if things are complicated as adults, we should all know that. <laughs> right? Like, you shit would is hope. complicated. You would, hope. you would hope. Everybody would know that. It's not as easy as one plus one equals two all the time. So Yeah, and it's not as easy as uh, black and white. There are uh, numerous, numerous shades of gray. Probably more than 50, I would think. Uh, right. If we're talking about things that weren't well written. But, <laughs> you know... Understanding this is important. Understanding, you know, it's it's this it's the age old line of those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, maybe we can see some of this babble from this letter in maybe some of our current politicians, maybe some of our ex politicians, maybe some other world leaders. You know, uh, most definitely, I. Uh... I've seen some crazy news coverage in the last couple of weeks, people. Some things yeah. that are very clearly propaganda that is nothing but lies. And it's uh, frightening. It's very frightening. Especially yes. because I know a certain amount of people believe it without questioning. And uh, yeah, that could lead to very negative consequences. I'm yeah. sure that you know people that died in Afghanistan or Iraq or the Middle East in general fighting in those wars. Uh, I do. And yeah. uh I'm not saying that we shouldn't have been there necessarily, but we certainly didn't do the things necessary to prevent the problem in the long term, right? We did no, nothing think, to prevent the long term issue from reoccurring. Yeah, we didn't so. do anything uh, to prevent it from reoccurring. All we did by going there and staying there for the 20 years that we were there basically gives more credence to this letter in some in some sense. Like if you're of the Islamic persuasion and you believe that you know, America's run by Jews, and the Jews read this letter and got upset that they were being called out, then it's only perpetuating Osama's psychobabble about... Unfortunately, Islam, I agree. True, the, true, ...the true religion and everything. And, you know, it's... Should we have responded to 9-11? Yeah, 100%. Did we do it in the best way possible? Probably not. Probably. Uh, I would uh, say definitely not. <laughs> I would say demonstrably not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I know that a lot of things are profitable for uh, the wealthy politicians that are in charge of everything here, whatever their religious background is. You know, uh, I think we've determined that it's not 100% Jewish. Uh, probably, if you look at the richest uh, and most powerful people in the world, they're definitely not all Jewish. Uh, so not I don't know even, how else to put that. Not even majority right? Jewish. Uh, no, there's like, so. no, <laughs> it's a spackling. Uh, of course, like, yeah, yeah, look yeah. at the, who's the richest people. <laughs> yeah. Like, just look the list up. Vladimir Putin yep. is one of them. Uh, <laughs> yep. so. so, yeah, you know, and I think maybe to tie it back in with what I thought we were going to talk about, is if you're disagreeing with somebody at the Thanksgiving table this year <laughs> or the holiday table is coming up uh, with your family, I know that's a big a big theme, right, is you have to go and have dinner with your family. And a lot of them don't have the same viewpoints that you do or, you know, maybe there's two uncles that always get into it every holiday season. Uh, maybe this holiday season, try and figure out what's behind their viewpoints or ask them what has influenced their opinions in a non-condescending way and then read whatever that is, you know, and uh, and see if there's any, any ounce of truth in it for you or maybe it just gives you an understanding of why they're as crazy as they are. I know this does not need to be said, but apparently it does because people fight with their families at family events. Whenever I have had a heated discussion with somebody, 
instead of responding with anger and trying to lash out, I typically try to explore their thoughts until I truly understand what they're trying to say. Because typically the first thing that comes out isn't really what they're trying to say, right? Like the brain and the mouth aren't connecting 100%. Yeah, a little more detail. And then you can disagree with their detail, more nuanced perspective, uh, vehemently, if necessary. Yeah. Uh, And and this might come up at some of your Thanksgivings because it's in the news right now. So big in the news. Yes. Also, uh, they might just be upset because they don't know how to have a continuous, uh, sustainable male orgasm. So Mm -hmm. share that wealth of knowledge with them, how they can back their their man juice up into their bladder. Kegels and the P-spot, right? There you go. There you go. That's it. Um, I've uh, I've put my cigar down because I want to keep my fingertips, but it was fantastic. Uh, it was wonderful. Rocky Patel rarely uh, doesn't perform. It's usually a very good cigar. So Yes. I agree. I recommend if you see one of these, get it. Yes, or get two uh, for your closest family relative who's on the opposite side of, I don't know, uh, uh, an issue than you. Yes, and this is not for a newbie. This is a dark, spicy, no. sweet. <laughs> uh, this is, this is a, a powerful cigar. cigar. This is not a, This yes. is not a starter cigar. No. Uh, moon trance it is not <laughs> but it is very good uh, yes it is very very good so i think that's it everybody be safe have fun enjoy your thanksgiving we are thankful for you for listening to us 